Just know you're not alone Cause I'm gonna make this place your News Radio 840 WHS. Good Sunday morning, Bob Sikoler and the Louisville Real Estate Show here with you up until the top of the hour. Joining us for today's show, Chuck Crosby, the Crosby Law Offices. They do great closings, wills, and a wide variety of other things. You can reach Chuck at 499-6360. Hiya, Chuck. Good to have you here. Hello. Also, Brad Lawler. Hey, good to see you. Uh, Brad Lawler, owner of Home Team Inspection Service. Their new number, make note of it, please, 844-411-TEAM. And they are phenomenal. They're the top home team inspection service in the country, and they hire vets, which we love paying back to our vets, especially with this being this past week, uh, Wednesday was Veterans Day. So thanks to all the vets and to you as well, Brad. Yeah, indeed it was. Good morning to you, and thank you all of our uh, active and veteran military out there. You got it. Also, my son Greg joining us from his car right now. Uh, and he's out working on a variety of our projects. Good to have you here, my son. Good to be here. And you can reach me, Bob Sikuler, anytime at 376-5483. That's 376-5483. All right, some news to start off with. We've got a lot going on. Uh, Monday's announcement of the uh, promising COVID-19 vaccine test results prompted investors to get bullish on several real estate stocks. You know, there was a surge in real estate stock, uh, state stocks, notably within sectors of the market that have faltered during the pandemic. According to the Wall Street Journal, reported that Monday's vaccine news, the share prices of some of the country's biggest property owners were up more than 20% compared with a roughly 3% increase in the Dow Jones. Also, home sellers are going to stand to gain more equity this winter. I don't think the four of us are planning on selling anytime soon, but with low, low housing inventories and high buyer demand, home sellers are expected to continue to command higher home prices this winter. It's an unseasonable trend in the housing market, and sellers will have the ball in their court to speak, and they are more buyers than ever looking to buy their home. And finally, house hunters who see a home they would like to consider making an offer quickly on or risk losing out. They really need to get on the ball. Homes in uh, October, this past October, sold 13 days faster than a year ago, an unseasonable trend, according to the new report from Realtor.com. Uh, everybody's business continuing to move forward. Let's start with Chuck. How are things on your level? We are busy as all get out. When you, when you say that, I mean, you're going from closing to closing. Is that how quick you're, you're moving? Yeah, pretty much. Um, we're having, uh, uh, well, put it in, we're easily a third to half as much again as mm -hmm. we were last year at this time. Normally, this time of year, things start slowing down just a hair. Yeah. Uh, I haven't seen that. Brad, how about yourself with the inspections? Yeah, I would say our uh, inspections have been robust. Uh, this past week, we actually sold out all available inspection slots. So it uh, continues to be ahead of what we normally see this time of the year. Well, um, we had in the past years, we would have people phone in with questions. Because we're doing this via our Zoom, I don't have that ability to bring the phone calls in. So what we've been doing is compiling questions for all of our uh, contributors uh, via email. So what we're going to do is I'm going to run some of these questions that have been piling up and see what your thoughts are as we move forward and hopefully answer some questions that have been on the front burner. 
Uh, this one's coming in from Bill. He says, I fell in love with a home on the south side of Louisville, moved forward with buying it, scheduled to close in a week. But uh, apparently while riding past the house recently, he realized that it was in the, uh, f- the path of planes landing in Louisville. He wants to know, Chuck, can he back out of the contract? Anything you could contribute to that? Well, you know, um, was it disclosed that there's uh, uh, the the problem? How high are they? Where's the airport? Is this something he knew or should have known? There's all kinds of things that that play into it. I mean, granted, uh, you know, if you if you're by uh, the UPS landing uh, area at 4 a.m., you might know, but uh, maybe they don't take off at 2 p.m. every day when he was there, and and he was told. Uh, no, there's, there's no planes that fly over here, but I'm betting that's something that, uh, you would know, uh, or, or should know. There's Uh, no disclosure though for this on nothing on our disclosure sheet that says, are you in the path of an airport? No, but there are things like nuisances and, um, there would also be navigation uh, easements filed with the county clerk and all that kind of stuff. Well, I wonder because um, we, we see neighborhoods that are built, you know, next to train tracks. Mm-hmm. And so you yeah. may not see it or may not know it as a new person, especially with yeah, there's a train track there. Yeah, yeah, you should you should know. Yeah, yeah. No, but I get yeah. it's what I'm saying. Like, say you're say, let's put it situationally inventory short. Uh, you you're new to the, the area. You, you come in on a weekend. You you, you know this. Your agent tells you there's urgency you go to a neighborhood it's there's a fence up and maybe in the distance there's a train track but you can't see it no one says anything you write the contract you get accepted you get through you you come back in town three weeks later and you hear this train and it's out of taste do you have recourse no i really don't think so Okay. So, in short, he cannot back out of the contract is what you're saying? No, probably okay. not. All right. Uh, that, that falls under the stuff that, uh, I mean, if, if it's within a certain height, okay, there can be issues. Uh, you know, but if it's at that height, chances are you are so close to the airport that you really ought to have known that there's going to be planes overhead. Plus, what happens in the future if planes start coming in? Let's say that an airport is later built or uh-huh. flight paths. Add the runway, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's that, that seems to strike me as you either knew or should have known, though I can conceive of scenarios where there might be an issue. So let me ask you a question, for, not only for this, uh, for Bill, but for anybody else who wants to back out of a contract in general, what legal ramifications are they facing if they decide they just don't want to close? Oh, well, you've got the usual. Uh, generally, three different uh, types of uh, issues are going to come up. One, uh, they can sue you for specific performance to actually go through with it, but that's not going to happen on a residential deal. Mm-hmm. Um, they can sue you for uh, the damages, which would be if I sell it to you for 100000 it's an arm's length transaction, but the best I can do on the next sale is 80000 mm-hmm. Then there's a $20,000 damage they could go after. And then, of course, there's always commissions to the realtors uh, that they can sue to enforce. Got it. So just, Bill, hopefully that will help you to understand. Uh, you may want to reconsider talking about backing out. If you, by the way, are in need of wanting to see a replay of this show, you can go to LouisvilleAnswers.com. That's a redirect to our YouTube channel. And that uh, you'll see, not only here, what uh, we are doing. Again, LouisvilleAnswers.com. And also, if you want to see what sellers are saying about us, head to LouisvilleSellersTalk.com. 
That's louisvillesellerstalk.com. All right, we go back to another question. Arnie says, I've got a new family with triplets, and we're moving into a new house. What are some of the health hazards I should be looking for to prevent my kids and family from getting sick? Fred, that's right up your alley. It's a good question, too. Yeah, it's a great question. I think for uh, small children, uh, the dangers are anything that is below about 42 inches uh, from the floor is the area of concern. So you're looking for any evidence of peeling paint or checkered paint, alligator paint, uh, you know, in older homes, you know, built before, say, 78, uh, you do have uh, the risk of lead-based paint in there. Uh, before built, 78, right? Yeah, before the 50s, I mean, you have an even higher likelihood of having that paint indoors. So those are things you definitely want to be cautious about. The other things that we see are, um, we've had a, a few instances that we've been told that, uh, children have been burned, their hands have been burned by um, any of those metal uh, grates that you would have in your floor, the heat registers, mm-hmm. uh, the, the, the supply vents that uh, come in. Uh, if you have an opportunity to use a material other than metal, uh, that might be good. There's, there's wood ones that are available that don't transfer heat quite as much. The one big danger uh, is make sure you know what temperature your water uh, heater is set at. Uh, you really do not want it set much higher than about, you know, with little kids, 125 degrees or so, um, 130 probably at the at the top end. We saw a house the other day that actually scalded one of my inspectors. It was 100, 152 degrees. So, um, you know, the water comes out uh, extremely hot and it will burn a burn a child. So you want to be very careful with the temperature adjustments. What about radon? That would be something else to make sure you test, yeah. for, right? Yeah, you'd want to test for radon um, in this area. Again, I know I just had a conversation with the builder this this week that you know he thinks radon is a bunch of hooey, and he had a new house um, had a high level of radon for his buyer, and he told the buyer, "Don't worry about it. All houses around here are high, but it's the leading cause of lung cancer for non-smokers." So if you've got a basement that your your kids are playing in, you've got your workout equipment down there, just think about how much you know exposure you you have to a, you know, a cancer causing gas. Um, You know, if it's something that's relatively simple and inexpensive to mitigate, do it, but make sure you've tested your house. You know what your radon levels are in the house because you don't want it down there. So uh, Chuck, did you have a radon test and Greg, did you have radon tests when you moved into your location? Absolutely. Do you remember what your level was? uh, It wasn't high enough to, to have anything done. Yeah, how about you? Yeah, we, we, we haven't done it at the new house yet. Um, we don't have, we haven't finished up the basement, but we'll, we're not even going to, we'll get it tested after, but we'll, we're going to have a radar mitigation system put in. We have a passive right. pipe. Um, we know the area, we had a house right down the street, so we know the general area, but since we don't live or have a finished basement at the moment, our passive pipe will be good until we get the fan put in. And then we'll get it tested just to make sure that's below. The reason I'm bringing that up in particular is because there are still uh, conversations that the EPA, which right now has a, if it's 4.0 or above, their recommendation is to mitigate, that they may drop it. Brett, is it 2.7? Uh, well, I've, I've heard as low as 2.5. Um, I, I don't know. You know, it's like everything else. That's That's been a, a, a number that's fluctuated a lot. But um in Europe and Canada, it's 2.0. I don't know yeah. that we can we can get to those levels here with the systems uh, that are available because I think that mitigation guys will tell you that they can only kind of guarantee it down to about 2.5. So it's going to require extra mitigation to get below that point. 
I can only imagine what that would mean um, in terms of uh, an upheaval to mm-hmm. a lot of sellers who yeah. had it under four, but now right. having to go down to 2.5 or whatever, right? Right. Yeah. And I don't know that there's any timing on it. So I don't know that it's, that it's imminent. Um, could, could it happen down in the future? Yes, it can. You know, the other thing that I find interesting about radon mitigation is there's still a lot of companies that come in from out of town. They're not from, you know, they're not from here. So, which means you can't, you know, get the system service. They don't test after they've been installed. When I was at a, you know, lovely home, very expensive, very large home uh, this week, and they had actually mitigated, but they put the fan in the basement inside the house. So, you know, all they're doing is you're creating a giant vacuum and then just, you know, if those seals aren't perfectly tight all the time, they're just pumping right on back into uh, the basement. So, so, so let me ask uh, Chuck, uh, protect me here. Um, Brad, was that a company out of Michigan that put this in? I, I do not know who installed it. There was no okay. tag. There's no label on it. I don't know. Okay. Because we dealt with a company in Michigan that hires contractors here, but they're, we had problems with this company and they advertise like they're locally and then it's actually there in Michigan. They have no control. So folks be, be careful and aware. Um, What I would tell you to do is check with your realtor or a realtor that, you know, if you're not working with anybody, uh, if you're for sale by owner uh, to get a recommendation of radon companies that are reputable in our area. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's great advice. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Coming up in a couple of minutes, uh, 10 must-do November projects. We'll take a little test here to see if any of us are in the middle of or having done that. We're going to take a break, and uh, we'll, we'll see you on the other side. Here with us, we've got Brad Lawler, owner of Home Team Inspection Service. You can reach Brad and his team at 844-411-TEAM. Chuck Crosby, the Crosby Law Offices, they are phenomenal when it comes to doing closings, but he does a lot more, wills and a variety of other things, and as Chuck likes to say, if he doesn't do it, he knows someone who can do it. He's a great source, and you can reach Chuck at 499-6360. My son Greg is here with us, who does our marketing and photography and so much more, and you can reach me anytime, day or night, uh, weekends as well, 376 54 83 is my direct number. We are back in a moment on News Radio 840 WHAS. I'm Chuck Crosby, a real estate attorney here in Louisville with Crosby Law Offices. I've been practicing real estate law, fixing problems, and helping people for over 22 years. So if you're a buyer looking for advice, information, or professional closing services, call me. If you're a property owner, real estate professional, you have a problem, you just can't fix it, call me. If you're a landlord and you're having problems with your tenants, call me. Again, I'm Chuck Crosby with Crosby Law Offices. You can reach me at 499-6360. This has been a paid advertisement. Hi, I'm Brad Lawler with Home Team Inspection Service, Kentuckiana's largest inspection company and the number one home team inspection service in the nation. Our unique team approach makes us fast. Multiple inspectors means efficiency. Our teams of dedicated professionals, including many veterans, are trusted. We perform thousands of home inspections in Louisville and Southern Indiana each year. We're accurate. The team approach means multiple sets of eyes and overlapping duties. Fast, trusted, accurate. That's your home team advantage. In the real estate market, sellers and buyers have great expectations. And as a real estate agent, you take pride in fulfilling them. But some things are beyond your control. 
So what can you do? Choose Home Warranty of America's 13-month plans. HWA plans cover the home buyer against any breakdowns or repairs, keeping you and your clients safe from any covered claims. We offer comprehensive plans with competitive pricing, and our dedicated team will work with you every step of the way. To learn more, contact HWA today. Hi, I'm Barbara Corcoran. I'm constantly asked by news sources how to best navigate today's real estate market. I call the brightest agents in the business to get their input. Hi, Bob. What's going on in Louisville? Hi, Barbara. The Louisville real estate market is hotter than we've ever seen it. I'm so happy to hear that. With our exclusive marketing plan, we can get sellers top dollar right now. Get the best advice from my friend, Bob Sekoler. Go to WeSellLouisville.com. Be safe and smart. News Radio 840 WHAS, Bob Sekoler, the Louisville Real Estate Show, here with you till the top of the hour. Again, with us, Chuck Crosby, the Crosby Law Offices at 499-6360. Brad Lawler, owner of Home Team Inspection Service at 844-411-TEAM. My son, Greg, who does our marketing and photography. And myself, uh, Bob Sekoler, at 376-5483. Once again, thank you, Barbara Corcoran of Shark Tank fame. She's endorses us, but also as a mentor to, to me. So we talked about 10 must-do projects as we move forward here in November, things that we want to think about. And Brad and uh, actually Chuck and Greg and myself will all kind of jump in here. And we'll go fairly quick, but stop me if you have any comments of, uh, from any of you. Repair concrete cracks. Brad, just specifically, why now? Yeah, you need to get it done before you, we get the uh, frost heaves. You don't want water in there freezing, which is going to make the cracks larger and deeper and more difficult to fix in the future. So a little caulk now is going to save you a bunch of damage in the future. Pruning trees and after the leaves fall, that's also important. You don't want to hurt the, tr the trees. We're not going to hurt the trees, right? Yeah, no, and, and this is an easier time because you're not dealing with all the weight of the leaves on them too. Have Chuck, you ever install a programmable thermostat? Yes, we did recently. Okay. Did, did you use Nest? I know I use Nest. Uh, Brad, you're shaking your head. I've, I've got a Nest yeah. also. Nest, yeah. Greg. That's what Sherry got. Yeah, yeah there's, there's other products. Uh, Echo B uh, is a really good one out there for, for programmable. And I always, every time we bring this up, I get on my high horse. Be careful when you're, what your setbacks are. I know Brad will tell you, you, you want to keep them within a couple of degrees. You don't want to have big, crazy swings because it actually does more stress on the system. Um, and if you have a geothermal unit and you're using a smart thermostat, make sure that your emergency heat um, is set properly because I had an issue where I was spending $500 a month heating the house uh, because of the smart, dumb thermostat. Right. So, and one quick tip on that is uh, if you're going to change it, and they're fairly simple to do and there's videos available, take a picture. When you take the cover off of your existing thermostat, take a picture of the thermostat the where the wires are connected to what letter, right? Because if you ever need referencing to put it back or uh, putting in the new one, this will help you. And that's why you should probably spring for the one that's a little couple bucks more that's got a rep good reputation because they have really great videos and they walk you through. They say, first steps first, go shut off your power. Next step, take a picture. And they, they will literally step-by-step step walk you through how to do it or hire a professional. Make sure you just don't screw it up. Then uh, check cost, your cost more money. Cost more money. Check attic insulation. I think that pretty much is self-explanatory. And this, I think, uh, I have one, but I'm not sure. I've checked it recently. Ensure fire safety in the kitchen, 
right? We're using stovetops, all that stuff, more cooking occurring, especially Thanksgiving, and make sure you've got a fire extinguisher. Brad, how often should we be checking that fire extinguisher? Well, you want, you want to check the fire extinguisher at least every six months, no oh. less than every six months. So, um, you know, if you get the kind that has the gauge on it, yeah. um, they'll have a tag ex to when they expire. They do have expiration dates on them, too. So even though you get one at the local home improvement store, check it every six months, check the gauge. But when it gets to the expiration date, throw it away. Get a new okay, one. Okay, just get a new one. So are, we new just, one. are we just looking at the gauge when it exp- or, or every six months just to make sure this, yeah. it's pressurized that's, and it's not yeah. gone bad? Okay. That's all you're doing. Make sure the pin is still in it too. <laughs> yeah. it the pins, uh, and, and I'll just tell you, I mean, I've seen this from experience. Sometimes when the pin's been pulled out, your, your kids might have had fun while you were gone. Oh, and and they just hang it back up with the, you know, well, that was my real question when yeah. you said, go, you know, every six months, go check it. I'm like, well, do you test it? Do you know, you take it outside, no. give it a quick, no. you know, because no, once, <laughs> once, once <laughs> you, well, you your kids might, but let them, let right. them play at the, let them play at the ex- expired one, I guess. There you go. <laughs> a lot of people are going to be hanging lights that said traditionally Thanksgiving weekend marks the time when many Americans flip the switch. There's one simple benefit to hanging lights in November. Warmer weather makes the job more comfortable, but be careful in terms of extension cords and what you're plugging in too much uh, power draw on a on a light switch correct yes and you also want to make sure those lights are plugged into a gfci outlet because they are susceptible for getting wet don't don't run them through a bedroom window and plug them into a non-gfci circuit got it ground fault they call that they call that the griswold is that the the griswold effect yeah yeah Yeah. exactly so clean the dryer vent seal the drafts prep the pipes for winter and that we're talking specifically, like, for example, I know my outside spigots, I want to drain the hoses and turn off the interior and let them drain out. Anything else you want to add to that on that, Brad? No, keep the valve open. Uh, I, and I'm ta- talking about the spigot. But, yeah, you want to turn off the, the water uh, shutoff valve on it, but open the spigot up so that nothing can freeze and, and burst the pipe in it. It's it's best if you've got frost-proof valves, but that a plumber's going to have to install those. If not, you could use a little bit of insulation over top of them. Um, it also helps a little bit because your inside heat is going to warm that pocket up a little bit. And, and finally, uh, we're going to be using the fireplace more frequently, and I think it would be uh, probably a good idea to check it, make sure there are no cracks, uh, have a fire chimney sweep in, anything else on that, Brad? Yeah, so make sure that uh, chimney sweep comes in, removes the creosote, um, from it, make sure that the your trees are cut away. I still see a lot of houses with trees overhanging the chimneys. Uh, you definitely want to get that that cut away because that will impact the uh, the draftability of the uh, of the fireplace itself. Uh, make sure the damper is you know can be opened. Sometimes those are forgotten; they end up getting rusted a little bit if you're not paying attention. You start the fire and then realize you can't get the damper open. Got it. So do that so- before you start before you light any fire in your fireplace. Smart tips. Hopefully, you made a chance, taking a chance to review. If you want to see these again or hear them again, go to LouisvilleAnswers.com and you can watch the video replay of this show. Back to some of the questions we uh, get into. Um, Jamie says uh, she's having a problem with the house she just sold on this, Chuck. On the disclosure, she wrote that the old roof leaked and it was replaced last year. That apparently they closed three months ago, and the buyer is now threatening her with a lawsuit saying that she misrepresented the problems with the roof. So she's wondering, does she have a problem if she's disclosed that they had a roof 
and that uh, the they old roof leaked and it was repaired. Well, I mean, that sounds like a disclosure. The question is, what are they claiming uh, she didn't tell them about? She doesn't say this, but I would presume it's leaking again. So, Yeah, I mean, would, if she it, said it leaked and it was replaced, well, if, if it was replaced like five years ago and it had leaked since, then that's not a complete disclosure. Uh, but if it uh, was repaired and uh, hadn't leaked since the repair, well, then maybe she, she did disclose it properly. Uh, either way, indicating that it had been changed would suggest to me that somebody ought to have looked at this. Which is where we go with the next question. And oh, yes, Brad, here's it coming. So is that the, would that fall on the shoulders of the inspector looking at the, uh, the roof to determine if there was any leaking going on at the time of closing. And then, Chuck, listen to his answer, because I'm coming back to you on a follow-up thought. Go ahead on that, Brad. So could it be the, 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 uh, the fault of the inspector? Uh, it's, I'm going to say unequivocally, maybe, maybe not. Uh, the inspector's going to do the inspection at a particular moment in time. So, I, you know, if it's raining, you know, a, a roof inspection looks different. You're only going to be able to see probably the inside, the underside of the roof from the attic if you, gain a, if you can gain access to it. Uh, on a sunny day, you know, of course, we can, we can walk on the roof. We can check it closely, but we can't see water coming in on the other side. So we're looking for evidence of, of moisture. We're looking for evidence of repairs. And any of those things that are found would be included in the report. And it should have pictures uh, supporting whatever, uh, you know, the inspector is actually, you know, documenting for the, re for the report purposes. So um, are those, are roof leaks sometimes missed? Yeah, it's probably not as, as common as you'd think. Um, but a lot of times what happens is when we find those, the evidence of the roof leaks, evidence of the repairs, uh, and you say, hey, get a roofer out to, to further evaluate, that never takes place. And then you find out in the springtime, when the rains really start, that there is a there is a bigger problem, and nobody followed up on it. And Chuck, you are fond of saying that if you've closed and there's no rain, and then all of a sudden we get into a rainy season, what's the rule of thumb for the owner of the new owner of the house for being able to go back to the seller and make a claim against the seller? Well, it's when you knew or should have known. Um, you know, if you go through and the roof looks clean and and the inspector doesn't come up with anything or the roofer that you had inspected doesn't come up with anything and then it starts leaking, well, obviously your time is gonna run from when you knew or should have known. Now, if it starts leaking three years down the road, I don't know that you've got much of a claim. But if it's right afterwards, that, that really does suggest that maybe somebody didn't mention something. Unless there was some event like a hailstorm or something that might have caused uh, the issue to arise. Okay, so hopefully we've covered that. One final question in about two minutes that we've got left. Arden is a builder here in the area and figured that we sell a lot of homes. What are buyers looking for? What are the most popular new construction floor plans? I know Greg just built a home and it's wide open. Would you say that that's probably the biggest thing that millennials are looking for? Yeah, but we're seeing, honestly, you know, we're also seeing it kind of come back to a little bit more people want with, with COVID want a little bit more privacy. So open isn't always the best in some of the new floor plans. We see some of our buyers, but yeah, I mean, if you've got young kids, everybody, you, you want to be able to see them. It's a nice thing. That's why it's nice to work with a, a custom builder 
Um, not so much production builders because you can opt out to really customize what type of floor plan works best for you rather than if you go to one of these bigger homes, not that they're not great. And if the floor plan works for you, great, but they're usually, they have, you know, four or five floor plans and this is what they're going to build. And you can fit it, You can pick your finishes, but not necessarily the layout and what may work for you. So just make sure you know who you're working with. Yeah, I think that's a good point also is to check with a better business bureau, the Home Builders Association. And that's what their old name was. They've got a new name, the Home Builders Association, that they've been going with the past couple of years. But essentially, these are builders who are licensed uh, through the Home Builder Association of Louisville. They're backed, backed with warranty and all that kind of good stuff. It's, it's, you definitely want to go through uh, the channels. Don't just pick a random builder. Go look at, we, we show our home to prospective buyers all the time for our builder um, to let them see the finishes, um, take them through all the old homes, get word of mouth, all that kind of good stuff. All right. Just a reminder, coming up on next week's show, uh, 10 house smells you should never ignore. That ought to be interesting. We want to thank our folks here, Chuck Crosby, the Crosby Law Offices at 499-6360. Thank you, sir. For being here. We will see you next time. You betcha. Brad Lawler, owner of Home Team Inspection Service at 844-411-TEAM. Thank you, Brad, for being here. Thank you. My son, Greg, who does a great job for everything he does, our promotion, marketing, and so much more. And uh, you can reach me anytime, 376-5483. If you want to read about our reviews, go to louisvillezillow.com. That's louisvillezillow.com. All right, we're out of time. We'll see you next Sunday on News Radio 840 WHAS.